you know, as your as your life progresses and, mm-hmm. you know, the high points of your life, you look back on them and you get nostalgic about it. Some people allow that to creep into their into their mind mm-hmm. um, and, and rule their attitude. Um, but you just got to keep looking forward. Just because like, you had a great moment in football doesn't mean that you can't go out you know, go out and be great at something else in a different field entirely. And people limit themselves way mm-hmm. too much. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. Episode 53, the official start of year two. Of everyone is canceled. One episode every Yay. week. I have my brother, my captain in arms, uh, Mr. Captain John Morgan, with me tonight. Aloha. Thanks for joining yes, me, brother. Hello. We have a fun topic. Absolutely. Tonight. It's a, it's a laid back, fun, reflective topic, and uh, that is Tom Brady's retirement. Of course, uh, the great athlete, twenty two years quarterback. Um, but also just retirement as a whole. What does it mean? Do we even want retirement? Is retirement good, bad? We get into all of that tonight. Um, but first of all, how are you doing tonight, my good sir? Good. I uh, just got off work. I'm having a uh, a lime seltzer, and I'm ready to talk turkey. Love me some lime. And for those who don't know, it's been a few episodes since you've been on. John is actually a captain of a ferry going from Connecticut to New York. I am legit Captain Morgan. Captain John Morgan, the real. (laughs) Yeah. I am the nicest pirate you will ever come across. He's not a butt pirate. Don't worry. So, speaking of butt pirates, this show is fictional. It's not real. It's an oral artistic dance. Oh, listen, obey the laws in your country, okay? It's serious. Obey the laws in your country. Listen to your doctor. This is very serious. And honestly, if your doctor approves, and it is indeed legal in your country, I, I sincerely encourage you, uh, with your doctor's approval, to go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love you guys. You know I love you all. I'm really glad you're here. I'm super stoked John is here. Um, John's getting close to retirement, so <laughs> I, I decided what a better topic to discuss than, than John retiring. Um, no, it's Tom Brady. He's the one retiring 22 years as a quarterback in the NFL, a professional athlete dealing with 300 pound, six foot six monsters trying to basically murder him, um, allegedly. And uh, it's a scary sport to be in. And when you're in your, what, early, mid-40s, that's a, that's a tough monster to face. And he's been in there 22 years now. Uh, I believe he is fourth place for the longest-serving quarterback in the NFL. And uh, honestly, I, I brought John on tonight just because I wanted to hear his thoughts, his honest thoughts on it, his thoughts of um, just what retirement looks like. I, I honestly wanted to have a discussion with John myself of – if you don't mind me putting it bluntly, brother, you're you know early to mid forties, and uh, retirement isn't completely outside of your realm. Forty one. I got, I got a solid fourteen <laughs> years to go before I can even consider retiring. He's so. basically in his twenties. I yeah. I, but, so you're about I, forty. I am 
40 is the new 20, especially right. with it all really the steroids is. that I take. Yes, and David Sinclair. That's another episode. I'd love to have that guy on. But, uh, you know, I'm curious. Honestly, the first question I want to ask you tonight before we even get to Tom Brady is what retirement looks like for you. But we have a cancellation tonight that we're going to be getting into. One cancellation, and it is a bridge. You might be asking me why I'm canceling a bridge. Well, you might better direct that question to the Dutch. Jeff Bezos, the CEO of Amazon, <laughs> he had a, uh, a $450 million yacht built. And it was so big, one of the biggest ever built in history, that the Koningshaven Bridge, which was built in 1878, rebuilt after it was bombed by the Nazis in World War II, has to be dismantled to bring his yacht out. And not only is what? he paying $450 million to have this yacht built, he is paying the government bill uh, in this Dutch city in Rotterdam um, to dismantle it. And he had to get permission from the city council and he's dismantling uh, a government built bridge after this government promised they would never dismantle it again, by the way. Um, So he's like basically paying taxes. He's so rich, he's like a government. He's paying for them to dismantle this bridge so that they can take this giant boat out to sea. And it just blows my mind. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just this guy's got so much money that he's he's basically know, right? his own government. Why don't they sink the boat? Instead of removing the bridge, just sink the boat. <laughs> Could you imagine if they dismantle the bridge, right? And they dismantle it, and they have a clear path to go through. And they fucking miss. And they, like, totally run. <laughs> they run into the part that's not even dismantled. The joy that that would bring me barring any lives being lost is immeasurable. Yeah, yeah, we don't want it. We don't want anybody to die. No, we don't. Just uh, we just we just want Bezos to have to spend more money on his personal yacht. I mean, it'd be kind of funny. I don't think I'm wrong in thinking it would be kind of funny. It's pennies to him. 450 million dollars is pennies to him. Yeah. But uh no, I don't wish any harm on the guy, but it is it is hilarious. A 450 I'm looking at a picture of this thing. It basically looks like a cruise ship. It's so decadent. It's just the, it's just, it's so decadent. It's almost immoral. Yeah. So, what's your take on this? I, I thought this was a great topic. You're a captain. You sell the waters yeah, yourself. I, this one what actually this escaped me. Um, it. This is a. You would think that if they were going to build something like this, that uh, one of the first things that they would do is make sure that they could get it out to the open ocean. <laughs> I mean, on it's that, like... as a, as an interlude to that, so the city council recommended to this company that they do that they that they build it partially and then sell it out uh, while they can still get it under the bridge. But the company base, and they, I think this is a rational argument. They said, "Listen, if we do that, it would be so impractical because we would have to transfer so many parts to just build this thing elsewhere. It would be out of this world impractical." So as funny as the story is, I kind of get that. Um, they have these huge tools they have to use, I imagine. But right or wrong, that's their excuse, apparently. As impractical as dismantling a bridge? <laughs> yeah, to, be, to be fair, I haven't seen the bridge. It may be, it may be kind of dinky, but I, I, it doesn't sound like it is, you know? It's an old bridge. It's a, yeah, it's, a, uh, it's an old bridge. Um, 
He, the guy's just got so much money. What do you think of yachts? I mean, are they practical ships when they're built this well? What would they compare to as far as a military vessel or s- some of the vessels that you uh, captain? What is a yacht? It, with, with my experience, a yacht is any uh, personally owned boat. I think it has. I think there's a certain length that has to exceed, but I, I think it's just a a yacht is just a uh, a personal boat that um, is not necessarily captained by the owner. Mm. I don't know. You can fact check me on that. I'm probably wrong. There's people out there that know way more about boating than I do. I just drive the bus, man. So um, typically. My experience with yachts is some of them are privately owned, um, but the cost of buying the yacht pales in comparison to the cost of upkeep of the yacht, um, the, the maintenance involved, the uh, the employees required. You know, you need deckhands, um, cooks, uh, maids, security. Uh, depending on depending on where you go yeah you need security um you know there's fuel involved um and and this is not these are not car engines right Mm. marine engines are far and away uh more of a pain than any other engine in the world Mm. and you know you, you have constant oil changes i mean it's like it's tedious beyond belief it's completely impractical huh. so for him to have to own this what most people with yachts do is they rent them out right so um you know you may have a yacht but during let's say during july and august um or or maybe uh whatever you know maybe their financial you know, wherever their, their peak season is where they need to be at work, they rent their yacht out. So you can mm. rent a yacht for a week. Um, there was a yacht um, in Fisher's Island Sound, and uh, we happened to bump into uh, some of the crew, and and she was saying that, what was it? It was, uh, oh, peak season, it was $450,000 a week. <laughs> To take this yacht, I can't even I fucking like, fathom that. It's in I was a week, <laughs> like that's insane. But, but that's that's the market. Um, but you know, you're looking at the yacht. It was huge, I and mean, it was probably a fifty-five million dollar yacht. Hmm. Um, but yeah, yachts are completely impractical. Um, most of the people who end up buying them. Um, get rid of them after a few years because they're so impractical. Um, it's definitely one of those things where uh, it's just to show off your wealth. People rapidly realize that um, it is a it is a an unworthy investment. Right? Almost like buying a car. Half the you billion buy a brand dollar new car, yacht. drive it off the yeah. Drive buy a brand new car, drive it off the lot. You automatically lose at least ten grand ten grand on the cost of the car. John, help me understand why it's worth it. If you have a yacht right now, you know the seas. What would you do with it? Let's say you have all the money in the world. What would you do with it? You travel the world. You go to all the exotic ports. You go to Greece. You know, you travel the Mediterranean. Mm. So they're Um, capable of going overseas from continent to continent. Oh goodness, yes. Oh goodness, yes. Wow. Yes, Um, most of them um, have enough fuel onboard fuel 
for a transatlantic uh, voyage. Wow. So. Wow. And how long would that take for, like, let's say, a, a really souped-up yacht, just ballpark, to go from Florida uh, to, let's say, uh, Europe, you know, Britain, let's say? Yeah, a, a week to 10 days, maybe. Oh, that's pretty quick. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I mean, you got to figure, you know, barring barring foul weather. Right. Um, you know, they're probably doing anywhere between 16 and 24 knots cruising speed and... Off they go. Now, is the transatlantic journey worth it? Is that enjoyable when you're just surrounded by nothing but ocean? Possible storms? I mean, what is that um, to you? I don't. I've I've never been out that far. Um, but if you if you value uh, creation for what it is, and you go out there with the intent on on experiencing what's there. Mm-hmm. You know, the whales and the dolphins, um, things that you would never see uh, on a, even a, even uh, coastal oceans. Um, just the vastness of the ocean, you know, mm-hmm. looking in all directions and seeing nothing but water on a beautiful, um, sparsely clouded day. I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. to me, I mean, that's that, that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. I would really enjoy that. Um, the flip side of that is, is that, you know, you get caught up in, you know, 25, 30 foot waves and mm-hmm. <laughs> everybody's throwing up and, you know, the dinner carts are sliding all over the boat and it, it is what it is, you know. How big of, how big of a wave would it take to, cra- to, to really sink or put to the test a large uh, 450, half a billion dollar yacht like that ballpark in your mind? Oh, uh, like, like Bezos's yacht? Right. Um, uh, I don't know how long it, I don't know how long it is, but, um, generally speaking f- to turn a boat end over end, the wave has to be, um, over half the height has to be over half the distance, uh, you know, half the, the length of the boat. So, it, you know, if his yacht is, let's say it's 250 feet, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the wave height would have to exceed half of that to turn it end over end. Wow. And most, most of these boats uh, are so stable that, you know, they can do a full knockdown, which would be, um, you know, the boat basically laying on its side mm-hmm. and, and still come back upright. So. <laughs> That's incredible. That's so wicked cool. I, I love that we've been yeah. able to touch on this topic. You know, you show me. I, I haven't been out to sea very much. I, I just don't know. I went to Catalina Island out here in California. For those who don't know, it's a California. It's a uh, an island off the coast of Southern California. I stayed a week out there, and it's beautiful. But that's about the extent of my travels in the ocean. And it's beautiful. But I, I wanted to take this opportunity. To understand the beauty that John sees, he has a photography page. Can you plug it real quick uh, so they can look sure. it up? Sure. Yeah, it's uh, J. Morgan Nautical Photography on Instagram. Look it up. Follow him. It's beautiful, but he's a photographer. Hashtag, yeah, hashtag JMNP. There you go. And so look at the photos as we're talking about this. It's on Instagram. It's easy to look up. Hashtag JMNP. And he actually makes prints if you want to buy them. But they're some of the most <laughs> beautiful photos I've ever seen. Uh, without bias. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I follow him. I, I do follow Super him. I do privileged. see them. It's Super amazing. Privileged. So it, it does pique my curiosity is the beauty that he experiences. I'm not dissing the yachts. They seem awesome. 
to me, it no, almost looks cool. like traveling I mean, in space. You cool. know, it's a lot just of them foreign. Are engineering, to me. yeah. A lot of them are engineering wonders. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. they're really cool. Um, Do you think it's, it's just? Yeah, yeah. Do you think it's diesel or electric powered nowadays? Jeff Bezos, diesel. if you're him. Hmm. Yeah, it's all diesel. Interesting. Are there electric power? They're moving in the electric. Yeah, they're moving in the electric direction, but it'd be Mm -hmm. a long time before they can make uh, rechargeable battery banks underway Mm. to uh, to move a boat like that. Interesting. uh, There's so much torque involved Mm -hmm. in uh, in those engines that um, I you know not that electric motors can't do it, but sustained. Over time, you know, electric motors don't have that kind of sustainability because the battery technology doesn't have that kind of endurance yet. So, you know, maybe down the road uh, when they when they um, improve on solar technology, and yeah, totally. There's mm-hmm. some yachts out there uh, that are sailing yachts, not motor yachts, um, that are enormous and gorgeous. Um, like the America's Cup boats, uh, there was one in in Mystic um, down here, and I mean it was she was beamy, like she had a you know she was wide, <laughs> but the the inlay and the woodwork on that boat was it was staggeringly beautiful. Oh. Wow, they're cool, they're cool. People, you know, and that's sometimes people do cool things with money, you know. I mean, it's yeah. cool. You know, it it is kind of a waste of money, but at the same time, it's it's in these instances where engineers and architects, um, system engineers, really get to push the limits. This is how technology develops. Right. With private investors spending lots of money to to do the next thing. Yeah. And then eventually, that technology works its way down into. Uh, you know the general general population. I'd love to let to see him really let us get a peek at it because it looks very it looks beautiful, polished, oh, but it looks very simple. I'm sure there will be a full documentary on this thing. Well, you know these guys can be private, so I I, I really hope he does that because I want to see what's in the guts of this thing. Um, it looks it's beautiful, but it it doesn't look like it's worth a half a billion dollars. Um, but what do I know? The interesting thing to me is that this guy has $200 billion. So this is one four hundredth, less than one four hundredth of his, of his worth. And when you have something that's a half a billion dollars and it's less than one four hundredth of your worth or about that, that's just, it's hard to fathom that much money, having that much money. Um, oh my Lanta. Look at this thing. I just I googled it real quick. Mm. Which which one is it? Is it the spacey looking one? It's the blue one. Kind of spacey. Yeah, the white top, the blue bottom. Shows it being uh transported out right now on my images. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, is it a sailing yacht? It's a super yacht, the Y721. It has yeah, a height Rotterdam, over Rod- wow. Rotterdam Bridge to be dismantled. Yeah, 130 feet. Yeah, that that's, that height. looks like a sailing yacht, yeah. Hmm. Because uh, if you look at the top deck, it's super flat, which means that um, it's probably gonna. They're probably gonna put masts in. Hmm. That'd be gorgeous. I I, I think I really see the art look of at this sailing, thing, dude. Oh my! Wait, is this a catamaran? No. It's really pretty. 
I'll give him that. I like the colors. Very nice. Very nice. Well, speaking of being is, filthy that thing rich. Is huge. <laughs> it's huge. It's so big. It's the largest yacht I've ever seen in my life. I was talking to Bezos the other night. It was a great conversation. He said he was going to bring me on his yacht. So speaking yeah, of no uh, gold inlay on it, so. <laughs> <laughs> wrong. Uh, so Tom Brady's retiring, and uh, it turns out he's been quarterback for 22 years in the National Football League. Uh, now, I thought this had to be a record, right? Um, but it's not, and we'll get to that later. There's been people who have <laughs> played in the NFL even longer than that. But to be a professional athlete that long, sort of a gladiator, is amazing to me. Um, and to be as healthy as he is is amazing to me. So this story sort of stuck out. Um, yeah. But I'd really like to start this off uh, on, on the note of what you think of this, John. I want your take. To start this off, what do you think of Tom Brady's retirement? I know you're from Connecticut. You're a Patriots fan. What does this mean to you? What do you think it means to him? Why did he do it? I'd, I'd like your lowdown. Your your lowdown on this. Um, generally, retirement comes. It's in his position. Like he has a family, right? He has a wife. He has kids. Um, generally, these decisions are made. But you know, among you know, with your spouse, um, I, I I think that that's a ca- the case. And you know, looking at at Tom's life, and um, he has been for the last twenty two years, he has been a very busy guy. Like you don't reach this level of athleticism by you know taking the off season off. Like he has been football for twenty two years, and he even said it. Um, he said it in. Uh, he put something on Instagram. Try and find the. Uh, try and find the quote real quick. But he said, uh, "Huh, I can't find it." Anyway, when Brady announced his retirement on Twitter, um, one of the things he said was, "You know, you don't get to the top um, by, you know, taking it easy." Or taking it comfortable, um, you're either all in or you're all out. And he and he even said that uh, he's getting pulled away. And if he can't be all in, then he's gonna he's gonna be out. And he's been married to uh, Giselle for over twelve years, right? Because they had they have kids, so they seem to they have, have been married. together for a while. Correct. Yeah, yeah, for a long time. And like I, I didn't realize um, what a massive um, influence she's been on the modeling. Uh, you know, she's a huge. She's a well, one. She's a supermodel. I think he's the only NFL quarterback to be married to this level of a supermodel. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, while he's been playing football, she's been taking care of the house and raising the kids. Really? So yeah. Wow. Um, not to say that in the off season, you know, when he does have a break, uh, you know, she still does a few things. Um, but yeah, she's mo- taken most of her career off. So wow. it may be time, you know, it may have been a conversation like, hey, you've won 
a bunch of Super Bowls, it's my turn now. <laughs> you know what? That really speaks to me. It, 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 it screams devotion and love for family, for her husband. I, I have a huge amount of respect for that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in in the normal world, you know, amongst the people who you know, you know make uh, you know five figure salaries and not six figure salaries, um, you know, a, a retirement is based on whether or not you can afford to be out of work. So, have mm-hmm. you taken the financial responsibilities to set yourself up so that, um, you know, through through Social Security, which I think is a bad investment right now. But, you know, between Social Security and a 401k and any retirement funds that you've set up for yourself, are you at the point where you can not work? Um, and a lot of people are, are scrambling right now because the markets have been like upside down mm-hmm. um, that uh, retirement for a lot of people is is unrealizable. Uh, so, I mean, I, I still have quite a ways to go, so mm-hmm. it, it's not even, I might be a pipe dream about it, but. Do you want to retire? I, that sounds uh, like absolutely. a silly question on the surface, but I, I think kidding? to some, I think <laughs> I to some, to retire. it seems like death. I've heard people speak, because let's face it, there's a reality that uh, people face when they retire. They fucking die. They play a few yeah. years of golf. But they stop using their body. They they stop having a purpose. Right. A purpose, and they die. And in Okinawa, for instance, they call it a so-called blue blue zone. Uh, these zones around the world where people live the longest. And in Okinawa, Japan, uh, they have maybe the longest life expectancy of any people on the earth. And uh, some say it's a Mediterranean diet, but a lot of people say it's also that the fact that they have such a good sense of community that they perhaps enjoy what they do more, they enjoy life more, but they also, a lot of them work (laughs) until they're 90, until they're 90. Imagine that, working until you're 90. So that begs the question uh, of two things. If you want to retire, I mean, I think we all want to retire, right, eventually. I I think that's inevitable. But how much you want to retire uh, seems to beg the question to me, do you enjoy what you do? And yeah. if you hate well, what you do, is it worth that grind to retire when you're old and you can't do anything anymore? Is right. what sticks well, in my yeah. mind. Um, f- for me, I, I love my job. I love what I do. And that sticks out you to know? me. And that's why I ask but you it's, that. It's still work. Right. <laughs> so, so you know, while I, I love being on the water and, mm-hmm. I, you know, I love being on a boat and I love the guys that I work with. Mm-hmm. I don't want to die with my boots on. Right. Like, I, you know, I, there, I, there are, I have much higher aspirations, um, for myself personally. Hmm. Um, you know, retirement is the point. Like I look at retirement as an opportunity. So I've taken, I have taken the time and effort to arrange myself financially so that mm-hmm. now I can do the things that I want to do, uh, without having to worry about, my income, mm-hmm. like, am I going to be able to pay for things or, you know, where's my mortgage at? You know, uh, am I going to be able to cover my taxes? You know, what is, what does my health insurance look like? Mm-hmm. All these things weigh in on, on whether or not you can retire. And, right. You know, for, for me, um, starting age of retirement is 55. Mm-hmm. I, I already know 
<laughs> then I'm not going to be able to retire when I'm 55. Mm-hmm. It's just not feasible. My my kids, um, you know, they won't be. Uh, I highly doubt that they will be as independent as I need them to be for me to be off work. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I want to maximize my pension, so I'm going to put some time in mm-hmm. and uh, and to utilize that. You know, that just brings so many questions to mind. It's it's hard to sort of sort that and try to find where to start. But something that pops out to me is people seem like they want to retire. And there's nothing wrong with this, by the way. But what seems to cause these early deaths is they have these plans, but then they just sit on the couch and watch TV. They may go yeah. golfing for an hour once a week, if that. But other than that, they, they get stuck in this inside of the house daily routine and yeah. they no, sort of it's fall a tra- apart it's a, a huge trap it's so a huge trap in your mind uh you're you're a man who takes action i know this about you we've known each other uh, a long time now many many moons <laughs> yeah but yeah. um what do you envision retirement looking like for you um well my wife and i we uh when we got married uh, we had a honeymoon baby, so I w- have had no time <laughs> with with my wife, just my wife. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to uh, to just spending time with my wife in a house with no kids. Um, <laughs> not that I don't love my kids, but right. you know they they require a certain amount of attention, and and then you know one of the things that suffers is spousal attention. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking forward uh, to being able to spend time. Uh, with my wife and and doing the things that we want to do, do some traveling, um, and, and just, uh, you know, really developing, really developing that relationship on, um, Mm post-retirement. Um, as a, as a godly man, I, there's a lot I want to do, um, for the Lord that I, I'm kind of stuck now that I, I can't do because I'm working, hmm. um, that I'll have a, a lot of time to do, a lot of free time to get those things accomplished. Some of that some of that is an excuse. Like I can do some of it now. Some of it is an excuse, but, um, but I, you know, that's, that's also on my mind. Uh, is to be freed up to be, to make, you know, more appointments, um, to be more available mm-hmm. um, with my time. Well, you're honest with yourself, and I think there's humility in that, and I think there's, I I respect that, and there's power in that to make change, Uh, the self-acknowledgement, the self-honesty, because we're all doing things that if we looked at it uh, objectively, we wouldn't be happy with. We just become good at lying to ourselves about that, and and I respect that, that, and I think it's absolutely necessary to progress in life, to be able to really look at what you're doing that you want to be doing and what you're not doing that you yearn to be doing, but you're making excuses for. And, and acknowledging that, it, it takes yeah. a lot of work, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, uh, to being able to take a rain day, mm-hmm. <laughs> like having plans, like, you know, you, you know, cutting wood or mowing the lawn or anything, mm-hmm. and it rains, but this is the day that I have. Mm-hmm. Like right now, this is the day that I have. Um, to being to a point where I can just be like, Meh, it's raining out. I'll do it tomorrow. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that that kind of uh, that kind of flexibility is very tantalizing. 
I'm looking at my coin now. I keep it on my desk. My brother gave it to me. Uh, Memento Mori, Marcus Aurelius. And it basically just means you could leave life right now. So you may not have a tomorrow to put it off to. Right. And I think there's great wisdom in that. I keep it on my desk. I look at it every day. I pick it up every day. And I remember, I may not have a tomorrow to put this off to. I may not have a tomorrow right. to rely on a confidence I don't yet have now to release a, uh, a shitty piece of music I made, right? But that I want to release right. or a piece of art that I don't think is good enough. I may be dead and it may not matter. And people really don't care most of the time when you're dead. So why does it matter anyway? So I think there's power in that in acknowledging that mm. this may be uh, the only time you have because it, it, it is, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you only get one shot. Right. You know, as a as a as a the generations come up through, you know, the video game generation. Mm. I tried to explain this to uh, my son the other day. I was like there is no respawn. <laughs> there is you don't get a second chance. Right. You mess this up, that's it, man. You're done. Right. So um yeah, I mean, I I think <laughs> I think and I think that uh, the idea of that is very scary for some people too. It could become nihilistic if, you know, through the wrong lens. And I do think that's the wrong lens, uh, being nihilistic about life. I think it's tempting. Um, But I think that optimism is bravery, you know, not not delusion, but true optimism and seizing the day. And while I have this and I have it now, I may not get a retirement. So do I enjoy, and this brings me to the second topic that popped into my head when you were speaking, uh, do I enjoy the life I'm living now? Am I am I living for tomorrow because tomorrow is not guaranteed? Do I enjoy my job? Do I not feel the will to take the risk to try to find something better if I'm not enjoying this? You know, retirement to me means a lot of things. It's not that we may ever reach it, but retire, retirement to me means that you have a goal of getting somewhere in life where you could stop doing what you're doing, but I, I believe it's almost... Ah, it's almost, a, it feels like a sin to not utilize the blessings that you were given, the talents that you were given, the, the passions right. that you were given to at least somewhat get gratification out of your current day right now. So that, and the reason I ask you if you want to retire is, is it'd be nice if we could live a life where there's a little part of us, at least a little part that doesn't want to, right? Yeah. And I, chances are, I'll probably have odd jobs, you mm-hmm. know, where I get paid. Um, the option to even go part-time um, on the boat is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, Yeah, you take that up yeah, now, I as I understand. At, you take up odd the, jobs. Uh, yeah. Sailing. I, yeah. I, I, live in, I live in Connecticut. So there, unless you're making six-figure salary, um, you can't not have two jobs. So. <laughs> tell, tell the audience what you call Connecticut. I'm from California, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> Com- Communeticut? Uh, the other one. Oh, little California. <laughs> I, I, I uh, affectionately call uh, Governor Lamont Little Newsom. Oh man, that that killed me. That always gets me. The first time I heard him say Little Newsom or Little California, man, my my, I almost cried. It's just so funny. But um, yeah. in California, if you want a, a one statement. Uh, lens into how expensive California is. If you move out of California, you will still pay California taxes for like another five years, no matter where you move. It's that bad. 
But um, yeah, that's interesting to me, man. Um, I appreciate your input and your honesty, your genuine uh, candidness about it. But so going back to Tom Brady, what do you think retirement means for someone like him, someone so outside of the norm? He, he's played in the NFL for 22 years. He could have retired long ago. He had a passion for what he was doing. What do you think retirement and what is the difference in your mind to someone like him versus uh, somebody that's more like us, just the average person, you know, the day-to-day yeah, job goes? I don't know. Like, usually um, people work until they accomplish a goal. Right, but um, but Brady has more Super Bowl rings than any other NFL franchise. He was five-time Super Bowl MVP. He has fifteen Pro Bowl appearances, um, three All-Pro selections, and three MVP awards. And he was named to the Hall of Hall of Fame All-Decade Team um, at the turn of the millennium and in in uh, in the year of twenty ten. Like, there really is not much more he can accomplish other than just driving his records higher. Right. Uh, So, on the one hand, um, there's always that, like, well, I've got 84,000, you know, 84,500 passing yards. Mm -hmm. What if I I get that to 90? You know, what if I get that to 90? Right. Um, but I, I think Brady is so grounded in his family life um, that, you know, for the past 10, 12 years, he's been watching his kids grow up and and he wants to be a part of that now. I feel the know? same way when I look at that situation. I'm not a parent, but um, some of my closest uh, brothers and sisters are. And so I understand yeah. it through that lens and I can see the sadness that lies in, in not seeing your kids grow up you know, uh, in the way that you would want to and how you could easily put everything aside, everything you dreamt of being, even as a kid, to just see them grow up even 10% more of the time. So I can really understand that aspect of it. And I think that's an astute observation. (laughs) I absolutely, yeah, I absolutely believe, too, that his uh, Brazilian supermodel wife, um, who was, you know, ruling the world for 20 years, Mm. um, you know, before she before she you know got off the catwalk, um, has something to do with it. Because even um, in 2000, she joined Victoria's Secret, and after that, she became the highest paid model in the world. Wow! So that was during um, Brady's football career. Wow! And she still does um, you know modeling for exclusive designers and ad campaigns. Mm-hmm. But I think I think she's interested in getting like back into the fray. I mean, there's a lot more that she could do. Um, so that's yeah, an interesting I mean, I way to look at it, right? I mean, these these modeling agencies, Victoria's Secret, these magazines, looking at it from that side of, oh, Tom Brady's re- retiring. She might be open for more interviews or photo shoots and uh, yeah, man. advertising. So that's an interesting way to look at it in the modeling world, supermodel world, yeah. top top of the top. Yeah, and I mean, if you look at supermodels now, most of the ones you see, like, you know, on magazine covers, is like Christy Brinkley, and she's she's pushing sixty. So hmm. I think that's good. I, I'm glad to see all ages represented. I, th- I think age is beautiful. Um, contrary to yeah, me too. I, popular I'm, opinion. I'm, 
I'm not keen on all the catfish filters out there and the uh, and the touch up because it makes them look super fake. Right. Um, but even in I can agree with uh, that. Brady's um, Instagram account, mm-hmm. you know, you have pictures of uh, of his wife uh, Giselle, and without makeup or anything, she's still beautiful. Hmm. You know, I, it just it just bugs me with all the uh, all the touch up that goes on. You know. Yeah, you know, something I appreciate about the Roman statues, not that they're picturesque and exactly as humans look, but there is a rawness to a Roman statue, you know, uh, something that is just about the nature of how we are built. Uh, A beautiful build, how we yearn to be, how we strive to be, but realistic. There is no filter there. There's no Photoshop. It's, It's a bareness and there is a beauty to that bareness, so I, I can really see what you're saying there. Um, you know, something I've, I've, on another note, something else that's been kind of bouncing around in my mind is the fact that a lot of the these NFL stars and pro athletes in general, they retire, and then five, ten years later, when it's too late, they're out of shape, they miss the roaring of the crowd. They, they, right. they have this sort of... Um, maybe a midlife crisis uh, uh, over that. And, um, you know, Tom Brady, I see him really handling these things well. I see him as a very – he seems to be very very sound in his decision. I don't see that being too big of an issue. But on the other hand, it seems to be something that can affect you, almost haunt you for the rest of your life. What do you think about that in general? Yeah, I think there is. I mean, I don't know that it that Brady will suffer from it. I think he is much more compartmentalized than that. But for sure, um, you know, as your as your life progresses and mm-hmm. you know the high points of your life, you look back on them and you get nostalgic about it. Some people allow that to creep into their into their mind mm-hmm. um, and and rule their attitude. Um, but you just got to keep looking forward. Just because, like, you had a great moment in football, doesn't mean that you can't go out, you know, go out and be great at something else in a different field entirely. And people limit themselves way mm-hmm. too much. I see a general relativity to that. I, I whether if you enjoy your job, your career, your passion, uh, let's say you're uh, you're a captain of a ferry in Connecticut. You know, after you retire, I could see that coming up, missing that. And I think I think yeah, there's great sure. wisdom in that. It, learning to – memento mori goes backwards, too. Uh, when you're not living in the future uh, and you're not living in the past, you're enjoying the present. They say anxiety is the fear of the future and depression is uh, the remembrance of the past that you somehow sort of manipulate in your mind. When in all reality – None of it matters other than the moment you're living in. So I think retirement holds a great wisdom if you behold it and enjoying the moment, yeah. not looking back and, and yeah, not no, fearing the future, whether you die tomorrow. Because I see that as a problem for not just Tom Brady, not just these sports athletes, even pro athletes, but people in general, sort if they enjoy their job, sort of looking back to those glory days. And that could be just as bad as hating your job and looking forward to retirement in 10 years. Yeah, and there's nothing that says, you know, you can retire more than once. 
You know, just because you retired from one career doesn't mean you can't mm-hmm. take on a second career mm. and then retire from that one. Uh, it, you know, it depends on what your circumstances are and what your passions are and, mm-hmm. you know, the availability to pursue those things. But, yeah, there's no reason why uh, you couldn't retire more than once. Or go to school. Or become an archaeologist. Become Indiana yeah, Jones in your retirement. You could do... That's yeah. the beauty of America, people. And with everybody shitting on our country, this is something you need to realize. We have abolished uh, evil in a lot of ways. And we represent a freedom that lets you do whatever the hell you want to do at the end of the day. And uh, to capitalize on this wave of saying that we are all that is evil is diminishing really the freest place, freest place on earth. And this is a different episode, but I'm, I'm going to say it here that I really appreciate the fact that I can reinvent myself any day I want in this place. You know, I, I can become who I want to become. I can find myself. If I've been living in a way I don't like, I can change it right now. And that's not true for everywhere in the world, sadly. And, no, and so I really not. appreciate that. You know, you can retire and go <laughs> go to school to become an archaeologist. In fact, you might get a grant because they think your story is so cool. You know, um, I really appreciate that. But I I do think, and that brings me to my next point, John, uh, how important is it to you to have a purpose and a drive in retirement? Um, Yeah, people who don't have a purpose outside of their job or their career don't live very long past retirement. You know, when when your identity is, is... you know, your job or your career, mm-hmm. when it's over, you know, you're, you're going to die. Like when, when, when you mm. lose, when you lose the, the reason to get out of bed in the morning, then you're going to stay in bed. You drive necessity or necessity drives you is basically what I hear you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I will forever be known as the captain, right? I mm. that's what I do, but that's not who I am. Right. I mean, that's one part of who I am. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't that's not this my single embodiment of my identity. So, um I it I am looking forward to retirement honestly because uh I've I've been on boats so long. Um uh, I I can safely guarantee you that 14 to 20 years from now, I will not want to set foot on another boat ever again. <laughs> mm. So do you see you retirement know, as a next chapter or the end game? Absolutely. Retirement's a bookmark in mm-hmm. your life. I think that's, you know, that's it, wise. It's a, it's, a, it's a placeholder. Right. You know, it's, it's a place where, all right, you, you, you take your, your cre- and you step outside your box. Take your creativity and step outside your box. You know? What's next? Uh, yeah, challenge yourself. I mean, it's so important to challenge yourself and take mm. yourself out of your comfort zone. I, mean, I think so, so many easy. people see retirement as the end. They see it as the the end. And that I, I think we have so much control over our mortality, uh, more than we give ourselves yeah. credit for. And I, that's why I love what you say and the fact that it's a bookmark. It's, it's What's next? Yeah. What, what's going to come next for me? How can I enjoy life? And I could tell you've thought yeah. about this. For all my gamer friends out there, look at look at it this way, right? So, in most MMORPGs, uh, I, I'm thinking of uh, of Elder Scrolls Online. Mm, amazing, right? 
Amazing game. The game the game does not start until you reach level fifty. Right? The the end game content is far more expansive than the journey it takes to get there. And that's exactly what wow. retirement should be. You know what? That may be the best illustrate. As funny as this is about to sound, that may be the best illustrated <laughs> example I've ever heard of retirement. And I'm going to explain this for you folks out there who aren't gamers. John and I met actually gaming years ago, probably over a decade ago now. Um, but what he's talking about is you, you get in a game. It's basically Lord of the Rings, right? Uh, and you level up. And the whole point is it takes a long time, months, sometimes years, uh, to get to the max level. Um, let's say it's 50. Uh, and it's a long journey. It's hard. But when you do that, what he's saying is most of these game engines are built so that the game really begins at the end of the game. You hit level 50, and then you can join a guild that does these like 50 raid dungeons where it's a team of 50 people who are elite players. They're all level 50, binding together as a team, like an NFL football team, Tom Brady, and they all have different roles to play, and they're all elite. They're all the best of the best, and they do these things that require the best players of the game to work together in these huge groups. And every time you go in these places, you might get one or two pieces of armor that are so good, it blows your mind. And you want to do this for every person of the group. So you do this. That... that (laughs) <laughs> it takes much longer than it took for you to get to the end of the game. Yeah. And it's it's some of the most glorious. John has been there with me. Some of the funnest, some of the most action-packed oh, times a, you will have are at that end game point. And so many people quit, John. We've seen them. So many people quit before they get yeah. there. Um, yep. I think that's such a great analogy. It, it really is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when you think about your life experience up to the point of retirement, what you what you've done is is collect a vast or what you should be doing is collecting a vast array of skills and characteristics that you can use in the future so you know i i have a supervisory position but i'm also i also am learning interpersonal skills um some administrative skills uh you know it, if you're just going to your job, sitting in a cubicle and, you know, just waiting for the eight hour mark to hit, then you're doing it wrong. There's so much more you can learn from your job, you know, things that don't even involve uh, what your job is. The amount of people you're going to meet in your job place uh, is staggering if you take the time to have a small conversation with these people. When you, then when you look back on it, you say, oh, man, you remember this guy? I'm like, yeah, I remember that guy. I wonder what he's doing now. You know? Or like, remember that time when so-and-so and this happened? And there's just, there's so much life experience that you can put to good use. And people just go home and die. And it's sad. It's just sad. Yeah. I, I think a lot of it is is exactly that. It's a mindset. It's... Well, this is the end. I'm going to play golf every once in a while. I'm going to just eat whatever I want. I don't need to diet. This is the the golden years. And what good are the golden years if you're not there to experience it? There may be golden years, but you're dead. So uh, that's something I yearn to avoid. I'm 29. I turned 30 this year. 
which is a big birthday, if I'm fortunate enough to make it there. But I don't see it as in, oh, I'm dreading 30. I think the hardest birthday for me was 29. And I heard somebody very wise to me, uh, Michaela's mom. Uh, she's very dear to me, and she's, she strikes me as very wise, and um, because she is. And, and she even mentioned to me how 29 was much harder than 30, and I think there's brilliance in that. I, I, I think when we start thinking about our future too much, we lose today. And so once I hit 29 and I'm, hitting, I'm seeing 30 coming, I see, oh, wow, if I get to be 30, that will be such a huge blessing. I think dreading yeah. an age is, is this, it's this, it's this, it's like a spoiled child assuming you're going to get there. Wow, I'm alive right now. I fucking get to live. Like, wow, I woke up. I woke up today. Yeah. I, I can do whatever you, I want. This is insane. This is so cool. And I, I'm, yeah. I'm, as I live through that and I read Stoicism, I read the Bible every day, uh, whatever that may mean to you, it helps me. And I, I see a lot about society through it. I, I learned a lot through Stoicism, Marcus Aurelius, Plato. Uh, these people, even people like Machiavelli, uh, they, they can teach you a lot about living in the moment, appreciating life, even if they're dark figures like Machiavelli could arguably be named as. Um, hence the term Machiavellianism, do whatever it takes to succeed. I don't believe in that, but I think we can learn a lot from these different theories of thought. So, And that's why I read. Um, reading has helped me learn to appreciate today because, wow, mortality is finite. And in this world of cell phones and video games and technology and VR and quarantines and masks, we lose so much identity. I think we feel that life is guaranteed through that some, in some weird mechanism. I don't know if I can name it in this moment. I could probably guess, but there is something there that makes us feel tomorrow is guaranteed. So while I think retirement is great, I think really enjoying today is a, is a deep message in this podcast that I'm hearing as well. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I look forward to retirement, but it's, it's not, uh, it's not my life goal, you know, Mm -hmm. you're not relying on it. No, (laughs) I mean, it may be, I mean, who knows, who knows what the future holds. Mm -hmm. I'm not even going to worry. I'm not going to worry about what's going to happen tomorrow because I can barely handle what's happening today. (laughs) Amen, brother. Amen. (laughs) In fact, you can't handle today if you're worrying about tomorrow. It it takes us, it takes your whole mind. It really does. This episode has been absolutely brilliant. I really appreciate you coming on tonight. I had a feeling. Oh, I appreciate you having me. Oh, it's been so great. Tom Brady popped up, and instantly I thought, John Morgan. Captain John Morgan. <laughs> I, I, don't I don't know. know. There's something here. I don't here. know how those two are connected. But... <laughs> uh, well, maybe, I... I should start, uh, maybe I should start putting the, uh, the football grease underneath my eyes. <laughs> for game day on your podcast day. Yeah, for game day. <laughs> my podcast we finally have a studio you know <laughs> i'm we building go, it we go I... we go video oh i love I'll, it uh, i'll put uh, i'll put grease under my eyes well shoot i i i the video podcasts are in the future i'm building my studio right now it's 120 foot casita in my back desert yard and uh, i'm currently looking at finishing that to build a studio and so i'll have you out here we'll have you do it but i also want to do skype calls uh, I think video clips yeah. are an excellent idea. So that we will be moving towards that for everyone listening. Um, I really appreciate you coming on tonight, brother. If you'd like to follow me, uh, you can find me on Instagram. Everyone is canceled, spelled with one L, the right 
way. I'm on TikTok. Every, the number one is canceled. Everything else is spelled right. It's just every, the number one is canceled. Somebody took my name and then stopped posting. Message them, no fruition. <laughs> so it is what it is. Uh, John, would you like to plug your Instagram one more time? Yeah, it's uh, j.morgannauticalphotography and uh, at the hashtag JMNP. Catch it. It's good stuff. I believe there's a huge power in seeing art, photography, whatever it is every day. Every day, if you could just look at something beautiful, if you can read poetry, stoicism, whatever it is, philosophy, I think it is food for the mind. So that's why I follow his page. That's why I follow art. It does more than just seeing pretty images. There's a huge subconscious effect. Follow good pages, do good things, uh, love your neighbors, and I really appreciate you guys listening. If you'd like to give me a rating on iTunes, it has been pointed out to me that I should be letting you guys know about that. If you'd like to give me a a rating on iTunes, whatever it is, uh, I'd really appreciate that. Shoot me a message on Instagram uh, for topic requests. I've actually been getting those now. Fans sending us topic requests, so I'll be covering that next week. Um, and, and I think it's going to be really do great. Like, a, like a, an AMA. Yes. I think we'll need to get to more than 13 followers to do that. But <laughs> no <laughs> we, way, have, we have more than 13 followers. But that's, that's 13 <laughs> solid questions. Do you own goats? Not do you own yet. goats? Not yet. I, I do. I would. If you are willing to donate me a pygmy goat, I, I would not resist you. I love you guys. Uh, feel free to shoot us a message. An AMA is in the future. Uh, we definitely have more than 13 followers. We are at 14 now. We're really hitting the stars. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I love you guys. I hope you've had a great week, and I hope you continue to have a great week. We will be here every Monday. Remember, that is every Monday. Everyone is canceled on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Shoot me a message if you'd like, and I will see you next time on Everyone is Canceled. Good night, folks. I am legit Captain Morgan. Yeah. I am the nicest pirate you will ever come across. He's not a butt pirate, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs>